This week, uh, we are going to continue uh, the little mini series that we started a couple weeks ago on Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Just a quick recap, if you weren't here, you can go to our YouTube channel and you can uh, get the message. If you wanna follow along with the notes tonight, you can go to the YouVersion, the Bible app, click the three little bars on the right side, find events and you'll find us. Um, you can follow along notes. But um, two weeks ago, we talked about how this story spoke to the first two of our pillars, which is engaging with God and one another and then how we identify or how God sees us and, and our identity in him. And I just wanna say thank you for your input and insight on those things. It was a really good discussion and it was, it, I, I hope it opened your heart and your mind to different ideas and thoughts in regards to what Jesus is speaking. Um, but today we want to transition into our empower pillar. Now the empower pillar is basically, our tagline is don't do this alone. Don't do this alone. Let's do this together as a family. Let's, let's be the church, let's be the family of God together. Let's not let um, a certain small group of people do it all, but let's all do it together. And so I think there's some really important things when you think through it through the lens of that, uh, through the empower pillar, I think you're gonna see some interesting stuff that Jesus asked us to do, and if you have the mentality that we're supposed to do this together, it might open the heart and mind to, okay, you know, what this should look like for a church. Now, I am going to stop real quick um, and just let you know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous right now um, because this could either be one of our best services ever, or this could be a colossal flop. Um, because basically I'm gonna come to you guys and I'm gonna say, help me out with this in regards to the empowerment. I closed the message a couple weeks ago with the understanding that many times churches will use this section of scripture to manipulate or guilt or, or call out. I mean, put yourself wherever you want to on that spectrum um, in regards to service. Hey, Jesus told us to serve, we're supposed to serve one another, and so we, we, we use this as part of our teaching, and, and um, unfortunately, sometimes I believe it's been manipulative. Um, other times, it's directly from the heart of God, and the difficult part for us as pastors in leading and equipping and training you guys in this is you have to teach on this stuff, you have to bring it up, you have to let everybody know what, what this book says about these things, and yet, I have been just in ministry long enough to know that many times it gets turned and skewed and, and then people get hurt. And I, um, I don't want anybody to leave here hurt. Um, and so I'm actually gonna have you guys really, really help um, when it comes to this because I think it's really important to hear from you guys what it means to be empowered to serve. Why are some not serving? What what is hindering people from serving? What has um, happened in the past that has hurt you or hindered your desire to want to serve? Um, just in those kind of things. And so um, if you guys um, will participate in this, uh, like I said, it could be an amazing service. If you guys look at me and go, nope, I am not sharing anything about any of this, uh, then it might be a really short service. So those that want a short service, well, there's your key. So. Um, but here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read the story one more time uh, and I'm gonna give a few of my thoughts and then I'm gonna, gonna pass the microphones um, and, and get your feedback on, on these things with some questions in the middle of that. Let me pray first. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for your life and um, we thank you for your love. We thank you so much that um, you truly revealed how you see us. You showed us who we are in you through this story as we discussed a couple weeks ago. And then Lord, as we engage with you and we ha have that understanding, Lord, you taught us how to do this with one another and individually be able to serve and wash one another's feet. But now Lord, I come to you and I ask that you would help us to understand um, from a collective whole, from the body of Christ, from the family of believers, as we read through this story, Lord, help us to understand your heart for um, truly washing one another's feet and washing the feet of the people in our community and, and serving um, in a way where all of us 
participate, that no one's doing it alone, but that we're doing it together as a family. And so Lord, give us divine inspiration and revelation. And Lord, as I read this scripture again, make it come alive to us. Speak something different to us tonight as I read through this. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would take over this room. We know you're here. We ask that you take over our thoughts and that you would speak directly to each one of us and that, Lord, we would, um, we would be bold to uh, listen to your voice and put the other voices aside and that we would be able to know the difference between what our, our opinion is and what your voice is. And so, Lord, give us great discernment as we read through this scripture. We thank you for that in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody ready? I'm going to read it from, from my Bible. John 13 is where I'm going to be starting. Verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured into water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter. Every time, I just I love Peter. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. It's a really great question for you to process right now. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. I know I said two weeks ago, don't, don't um, isolate yourself away from this story. Don't distance yourself from this. Put yourself in the middle of this story right here, right now. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you as an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Um, Real quick, last time we talked about now that you know these things. it's, it's super easy for me to stand up here and share with you what I think these things are. But the truth is, um, these things, I think it's really important to understand that these things are made up of what God tells each and every one of us. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think sometimes we miss the opportunity to grab a hold of what God is doing when, when we don't open our hearts and minds and get with other individuals and listen to what other people think these things are because what somebody might get might actually speak to you even in a greater way than anything that I could say or somebody else that is, is giving a, a message. Does that make sense? It's, if, if it was something that we were supposed to just teach on directly, he would list those things. Yes? You guys okay? So I, I want you to understand that in my heart and, and the way that I read through this, it's really important. Um, it reminds me when we started this whole thing at the beginning of this year is that you know it says that we are supposed to teach and admonish one another. It's not just supposed to be from a person. It's supposed to be collectively from one another because God gives each one different revelations. Romans 14, I mean, that's why we went through all of that, right? Okay, so understanding that, when it comes to being empowered to serve, um, here's a few things that I felt like 
um, the Lord wanted me to share with you guys. Um, these are my these things, if you will, all right? First one is this. Jesus sets the example. The word example there, um, when he says, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash the feet of one another. I have set you an example. That example, that word means to pattern, to copy. So you and I, what we're supposed to do is we're actually supposed to copy what Jesus did and do it for one another. Do you guys see that? Um, And so I just don't know if the church at large has done a very good job of this. And maybe in a minute when we start passing the mic, you can tell me if you see differently. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. But um, I think that we have, we have allowed a group of people that are called pastors or ministers to do most of the work. And the truth is, we are all called to step in and to do these things. Jesus did this so that we would grab a hold of it and understand it and do it for one another. And I would even submit, let's get out of here one another and into the world one another. Just because you say amen doesn't mean you have to start right away. So Jesus sets that example, that 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 model the copy that we're supposed to do and it's interesting because um you know in other areas when we see jesus do certain things we have no problem addressing it or embracing it you know the way that he loved oh yeah we should love that way or but here he he is called to serve um i'm reading a book right now called the leadership paradox which is talking about marcus actually uh recommended it to me and i'm reading it and it's just it's blowing my mind in in regards to just so many of the mindsets that we have that a leader should have, um, whether it's the leader that's leading that way or the people looking at a leader. Um, And one of the things that he brings out is that um, in Ephesians where it says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, that word submit means this, to voluntarily place yourself under. That's what it means. And the author actually goes on and says that the very next verse where it says, wives submit to your husband as the head of the marriage, it actually was supposed to be to set the wives free because in that culture, wives were just demanded to give whatever they were asked for from the husband. And what he was, what he was saying is, you actually get the freedom to choose to do this. Which I thought was just incredibly mind-blowing because any leadership thing that I've been under, that I've learned from, there, there's, there's this air of because you're the leader, everybody needs to fall in line under you because you're the head. So you need to, they need to submit to you. But what Jesus was actually calling us to is to voluntarily put ourselves under. And so many times we talk about people looking up at leadership when the truth is leaders should be looking down and working from underneath. For anybody who has ears to hear. Not a rousing amen there. (laughs) But he's our example. And so he's telling us we should do this for one another. Second thought that I had in reading through this is um, as we as we transition into how do we get, how, how do we do this as a church? How do we empower one another? I, I just, I, I felt like I would needed to recognize a couple things. First off, many of you are already serving, whether it's in this church or our community, and I don't want anything that I say or anything that's the said to devalue what, what you are doing already. Thank you so much and keep doing what you are doing. Uh, I know a lot of times when a message like this is given, uh, the people who are serving are like, um, oh my gosh, I give so many hours, to I, and I don't want that to come across in any way. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna say this. If at all it comes up that way and you're feeling that way, raise your hand or text and say, hey, this isn't making me feel, I, I serve. Let us know that, because that's gonna help all of us grow in, in this, right? Second thought that came to my mind was this. I want to stand in before you and I want to apologize to every single person in this room that has ever been hurt from a church leadership um, in regards to any kind of service. Um, and it could be hurts in many different ways. 
um, an abuse situation where you volunteered and then they just they just killed you in in the service that you were doing. Or uh, it could be that a church put together a list, a sign-up list, and said, hey, we need you to get involved. And you signed up, and you put your name and phone number and contact, and no one ever contacted you. Um, that has happened in churches, and I've heard people come back and say, man, I, that, why, why do I even sign up for these things? Nobody ever calls. I, I just want to stand and represent leadership and say, I'm sorry. Um, and my hope is that you would receive that and that you would um, realize that it's a different time now. And we're trying to do things differently in the church. Um, and I don't think this is just a shine church thing. I, I, I'm listening to pastors on a weekly basis and we're just, we're seeking the heart of God on what it looks like to really do church the way that God wants us to do church. And so everyone is getting a different element and different piece of that and it's all beautiful if we will just follow the Lord. But I apologize for anybody that may have hurt you in regards to this. Um, when it comes to serving, um, the love that Jesus gave to us has to be the reason that we do it. Um, just real quick, help me out. What are other ways other than love that you or you've seen somebody else get uh, put into serving? Guilted? Voluntold? <laughs> wait, just making sure, wait a second. You guys did announcements tonight. Were you guilted or voluntold? I just, <laughs> it's, I don't know if it was just ironic that you're the first two to speak up or, <laughs> DJ, you did ask them if they wanted to, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, that's awesome. Okay, so guilt, voluntold, what, what other ways that you've seen churches kind of, yeah. Okay, if you're skilled or gifted, you're kind of just put into there, right? It almost, again, that's great if there's love behind it and the right heart behind it, but if you're just, oh, you got this gift and skill you need to put into it, um, I think there's so many different ways, and this is a struggle. Just so you guys know, this message uh, is something that was stirring in our teaching team at the beginning of November, and God kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back, um, and I believe it's because he wanted to set up some things prior to us getting to, to this spot, because um, in 25 years of ministry, I have seen all kinds of different approaches, and I don't know if very many times it was out really from the heart of love, but more of, hey, you know, this is, this is what we're supposed to do, and so you guys need to, you need to raise up, you need to start working this. If you love Jesus, then you're supposed to be a servant. Anybody? I, I don't know if that's, and I just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. The truth is, our community has needs, dire needs, that the church can meet. This church, inside of this building, we have needs that can absolutely be met, but I wanna do it, I, I wanna do it in a way that you guys are giving input and giving ideas and inspiration and thoughts. Um, but the attitude needs to come from love. And so, um, I'm asking you to hold me and the leadership team of this church accountable. If you ever feel like we're not loving you in the midst of this, don't just leave. Come tell us. Because we're not perfect. And we're flawed in the midst of this. And though we want to operate in love, um, we're learning in the midst of this too. And I hope that you guys know that. And if at any point that you feel like, um, wow, I, that, that wasn't very living or they're just taking advantage of me, or just come talk to us and let us clear it up because I, I almost guarantee that's not our heart, but sometimes we get into that mode because we need to get something done or filled, right? Does that make sense? Um, I wanted to address real quick uh, the difference between um, gifting, because I think obviously God gives us giftings, talents, abilities that I believe he wants us to use for the kingdom, um, versus needs. And I think a lot of times people go, well, I'm not gifted in that area, so I, I know there's a need there, but I'm not gifted there, so I, I can't fill that need. 
I, I just want to let you know that um, God can use a donkey to talk to people <laughs> from time to time <laughs> from the scripture I read. Um, and and one of the things that Pastor John said to me many years ago, I remember we were youth pastors in South Carolina. We moved back to Colorado to help him start the church. And he said, well, are you wanting to be youth pastors again? And I said, I don't know what I want. I, I'm, I'm not sure. And he goes, he goes, you know, sometimes if you just have a heart to, to minister to whatever it, the need is, God will bless you and move into your life and, and help you to navigate what he's doing in the midst of that. Um, what's interesting about that is I was like, okay, where do you need me? And John said, well, right now I need a tape duplicator. Okay. So I started duplicating tapes, and then we turned them over to CDs, and that's, that's what I did. And then I became the business administrator. Then I was a, the small group leader. Then I was a campus pastor. I, and it was, it, John was just like, oh, okay, this guy will just fit in wherever we need him. And it was great, because God was able to use all of that to bring us to here. And it was through all of that that helped me to really get the sharpening that I needed and the heart that I believe that the Lord is, has given me to do this. And so it was really, really cool. Um, and then the last thing, and then I'm gonna throw it to you guys, is that when it comes to washing one another's feet, um, I think a lot of times the churches get focused, and again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on these things, but I think a lot of times the church focuses on the family here, inside the building, the four walls, the people that we call Shine Church their home. Um, and we have lost sight, I think, a lot of times of the community that we live in and the needs that are just outside these doors um, and the fact that we have been called to um, serve, serve those that are less fortunate out here, those that need some help out there. Um, and I think this is an area that in a lot of places the churches have fallen short and I just, my prayer, I think I've shared this with all of you but I, I will just wrap this section up by just saying this. My prayer from the start of Shine Church was that if for whatever reason we had to shut our doors and stop being a church that our community would absolutely miss us. If we shut the doors right now, would our community miss us? Huh? Well, th thank you, sir. Scott, second time here, right? Third time here, yeah. Give Scott a hand. Can I share a little about what you're going through? Scott is currently working with Jordan right now. Um, came in, are, are you, you're living in a hotel right now, right? Um, homeless, trying to make ends meet. Jordan's challenging him to do a few things which he has faithfully gone out and done um, in regards to, are you working at both McDonald's and Waffle House now? Or just the McDonald's guy? I, so I, I mean, he, Jordan's challenging him, asking him to do things. He's stepping out and he's doing it. Um, and this is the kind of stuff that we, that we want to see. Um, but for the whole community. Amen? Does that, that make sense? Thank you for saying, thanks for speaking up and saying that. That's awesome. So um, as we talk about these things, I want us to not just have a shine church mentality, but I want us to be thinking through the community. Does that make sense? Okay, so um, keep in mind, don't do this alone, through our empowerment pillar, here's my first question. In what ways do you feel shine church is doing well when it comes to um, washing one another's feet, serving one another, um, in what ways have you seen, um, what have you heard, um, maybe just a couple testimonies of things that you think Shine Church has done well when it comes to these things. Wait, uh, we're going to pass the microphone so everybody can hear. So. I feel very at home here since I've been here. You guys have really made it feel welcome and, and I feel great here. Thank you, Scott. It's awesome. So uh, every time I come very often, when I come to the office church, I'm amazed at how often there's somebody, uh, what is your name? Somebody like Scott speaking to one of the staff members 
Uh, and I'm left humbled because we're so wealthy as a country. We're so wealthy as a community. Um, and it, I'm humbled every time I leave this parking lot by what I see taking place in, inside that office and what's being done. So to answer your question, yes, the community would miss it. There's, there's a segment of our community yep. that would miss yep. it, would, would miss the church. And one thing I want to throw out there, too, when I'm looking at these questions, when you say, what do you feel sh Shine is doing well, and what areas do you think Shine needs to improve on? I know, but I'm replacing Shine with my name there for some mm -hmm. reason. I don't know if anybody else has done it, because I don't look at Shine as you guys. I'm it. And so... I threw my name in there, and I know there's things that I need to do. So. Thank you for saying that, Neil, because I hope that that's everybody's perspective. Um, I'm glad you said that, because at one point I was going to say, hey, you are shine. Um, so maybe we can transition to the question into, what do you feel like you're doing well in regards to washing others' feet? And if you are... Um, a little, uh, you don't like speaking in the mic, um, you can text. I think we have the text number right there. You can interact. DJ's following that as well. So, um, Since I've been coming to Shine, since it opened, um, I think that, it, that you guys have done an incredible job of not only making people feel at home, but empowering and equipping people. Um, I was empowered to, to take over the coffee bar. And I believe that, that it may not have been my gift, but I believe God saw that through other people, and I think you guys see that in people. Their giftings, were, and you encourage and empower. Good. Thank you. <laughs> love it. For those online, we love the coffee bar, is what it was said for Donna, so... What are we doing well? Yeah, I guess just to mimic what Neil was saying, when I, f when I first read the questions before you brought them up, um, I, w I, I was feeling like, well, if we're actually doing, if we're actually modeling and copying Jesus, then hopefully the community doesn't miss shine at all, right? Because we're just living Jesus. So, meaning that we are shine. That we are so, shine, and we're. So we're, if the church goes away, church we're goes all away, still we're, out there, right? Exactly. Love yeah. it, love it. That's really good. Anybody else? I would just say for Scott and I, anytime we've had an idea of something to do or something we, an outreach we want to do in the community or we want to take teams to Mexico, um, Shine's been fabulous at coming alongside us and enabling us to to walk in that and do what we feel yep. led to do. Love it. And just to clarify, not just leadership, I, I know that, but the people have come around and you've had people go on trips and yeah, I love it. It's super good. Over here. I, I got it first. Oh. Do you want oh. to Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I liked when it was a, it was less convicting when it was, what is Shine doing well? And then, <laughs> and then, and then when it flipped to, like, what is Adam doing well, it's like, I, I mean, I think I'm doing well at, like, taking care of my family and providing for them and, and you know, taking care of them. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, just doing my family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I am part of serving here. And, uh, but, I mean, I think, I think so much of my time and my, 
effort is is in the home and i think that that culturally that's okay but i think kingdom culture wise it's kind of like convicting it's like wow i'm pretty self-centered um mm. so reevaluating my own heart so thanks for that conviction dan to <laughs> <laughs> think jen yeah really <laughs> <laughs> Well, after that very, very deep thought that Adam had, mine is not quite so deep. Um, maybe I should have gone first. <laughs> um, and mine is, is shine. I feel like that, my, that I have been empowered um, to use my gifts and to develop my gifts. Um, here at Shine really more than anywhere else. but And that's here within the church and then being able to go out and, and serve the community that way. So for me personally, that has been a gift. Yeah. So That's good. Okay. Thank you. Getting some steps in here for you, Josh. <laughs> If you want to know what Shine is doing good, hang out with Pastor Peter for one weekend out there with the youth. Oh, that's good. Yep, I would say too, with Stephen and and uh, Joanne, Joanne as well with the kids. Hi, I'm Jamie. Um, one thing that you guys do really well is you accept others as they are, and you don't Christian shame. And I want to say that. It's not just us, says the staff again. Um, you guys do this really, the really whole, well. The whole church. Um, it, it's amazing um, when somebody walks in these doors, how you guys embrace them. Um, and whether it's somebody that has some needs. Um, I've seen people buy coats and shoes and food and, and that kind of thing. Or if it's just somebody that um, is new to the area looking for a church. And you, you guys have done an amazing job of making people feel welcome. And so thank you. I love that. I think it's a really good way to um, wash one another's feet for sure and serve one another. Okay. Um, I want to transition then. What are we not doing well? Or maybe a different way to question this is, what is something that you would like to see um, your church um, do and do better? So, church, go with me here, okay? Don't, don't judge me. Most of us don't like to be around ugly people, right? The reality, the truth is we want to be around attractive people, right? You want to be around some pe people that look good, smell good, sound good. I think as the church, I need to do a better job at, at being attractive to others. And again, it's not about the phys physicality. It's about some of my mannerisms, my values, my virtues, the, mm. the way I behave, my character. Can you imagine if... If I was super duper attractive, where people would go, man, what is it about you that you're just, you're, you're positive, you're amazing, you're loving, you're, you lead with, right? People want to be around, like, they don't want to be around negative people. They don't want to be around people that are always complaining. And if we, I'm talking about Neil here, but if you want to jump in that, if, if more of us were attractive that way, can you imagine every seat here would be filled and we would need more more of those chairs out here because people would want to be around us mm -hmm. i think i need to be a, a, do a better job at attracting others with some of those qualities that are appealing and i think the reason why sometimes it's not sustainable at least in my life because they see man, man you're 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 not you know you're not that attractive there's something about right so what? <laughs> um, what? What? Okay, so I think everybody, anybody disagree with what Neil said? Okay, so what hinders us from from living this serving type life? 
What, what hinders us? Busyness? I, without a doubt. A- anybody relate to that? Too busy um, to, to do those kind of things? What, what else hinders us? Fear of rejection from, um, from people? Is it a leadership thing or just a people thing or is it a little bit of both? Just fear of rejection from both, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. If you're bold, you step out and then you get rejected or you're told you did it wrong. Or I, I'm going to confess um, one of the things that my staff has, has challenged me on is I'll give somebody, you know, something to do and then I will go help them do it. And you know what's so funny is my heart is because I just want to collaborate and I want to help. And they have come back and go, you're not making me feel valued when you come in and you actually start doing it. And so it's, it's I'm, tr- I'm learning in the midst of this to even h- how do we navigate and how do we do this stuff better. Um, and what I'm learning is when that happens, you get rejected because then you feel like, oh, well, he didn't trust me to do. Th- so I mean, we're all learning in the midst of this. So this is really good. Somebody else? I'm sorry, can you say it in the mic? Please, please, please. I don't want to have to repeat it all. I think that there's a certain unattractiveness to others when we are not real, when there's a fakeness or a front, um, whether we're not real with ourselves, and someone can see through that, and there's not that authenticity. And does that hinder... Does that hinder because then when we feel, when we're serving, we feel like we have to either put our best self on? Um, Okay, just for everybody, we want you to be you, um, warts and all. Um, There's not a single perfect person in this church, and let's make this a safe place where we can serve together, understanding that there's good days that I have, and then there's bad days. And if you'll love me in those bad, di- bad days, um, that's just going to instill confidence. And, and here's what we promise. We'll love you in your bad days as well. Um, what, man, what if a church did this? Seriously, what if we really, really got good at this? What if we really got good in realizing, hey, I can just be myself when I go into that place. And we can come in and we can be just irritable and angry and people will just be like, you know what? Dan, we love you anyways. Um, it, wow. I mean, that would, that's, that's what a family does, right? At least most families, and I understand there's, you know, t- t- take the pendulum, and I know there's some really bad family, but I, most families, I, I lived with three siblings. We did not get along a lot of times, and yet we still loved each other in the midst of it all. So that's, you know, I love that. Other things that hinder Okay, so going back, what, um, what can we do? What can we do better as a church? How can we watch one another's feet better, or the community? Is there a better way I could ask this? So I, I got invited to shine by Ben and Nora um, as the neighbors, and the thing for me personally, I don't know if it applies to everyone because I don't know everyone in here, but I don't do a good job sharing shine. I don't do a good job inviting more people around. You know, I share shine and tell them I'm, I go here, I love it, but I don't invite them. I, I honestly, I don't know why. I mean, I, I love the way it's accepting here. I love the vulnerability of the church, um, which is not a normal to describe a church but I could do a better job sharing to the community and letting them know just come sit here next to me and check it out I hope you all say amen amen <laughs> amen no, that was good really good word 
Anybody want to see more community stuff out? I mean, like, we're organized community stuff where we do community stuff. I would say that that's something I would want us to do. Did I steal yours? No, oh, no, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I was still thinking on, on Neil's uh, statement there as well. And just to piggyback on, I'm trying to remember your name. What, what was your name again? Justin, okay, thank you. I'm Scott, by the way. But just um, when I think about being attractive to others, um, I, don't, I don't think, at least this is for myself, I don't make myself av- available to be known enough. Like in, in our, just think, give me, give, I'll give you an example. Just in our own cul-de-sac, I barely talk to those people. I come and go from work, I go to the grocery store, I come back. They don't even know me to, to know if I'm attractive or not. So it's just, I guess the way I, the way I think about it is if, if I'm not even out there trying to get to know folks, I mean, that's, that's the first step right there. That's good. That's good. I feel like the Holy Spirit's kind of starting to speak to each person about, oh, okay, yeah, this is, this is my part. I could play in this. This is something I could do. I didn't want to speak, but I will. <laughs> um, I was just thinking actually the same thing he said. Todd and I were talking about community. This is the smallest little like town we've lived in, Castle Rock, so it does feel like community to us, but um, and we do house churches and things, and I love that because that has created community. But we all live in a neighborhood, and w- I was just telling Todd, what if we were more intentional about the people on our street, which is exactly what you were talking about, Scott. Um, and, and you're talking community. Yeah, as a church, I think, as a community, we can go out and do that stuff. But like as individuals in our own neighborhood, what would that look like if we just loved really well where we're at and mm. I, and and I don't have like I realize some people are naturally love talking to people and some people really really don't and as a culture as Americans we're really isolated we do just live in our little houses and maybe wave at your neighbor or maybe not but um what would it look like if we created communities around where we're at cuz um you know, it used to be you you knew and you interacted and loved and helped the village that you were in. Those were your people. And so I, I, mm. I as a church, we can do that, but we all kind of live far from each other, really. And if we were able to do that in our own streets, in our own neighborhoods, I think that that would be part of it. I love it. I, so just so you know, when, when, when you guys grab the mic, um, I'm always asking God, is there something you want me to add? Something, and um, occasionally he'll he'll start downloading stuff to me on, on this. And as you're speaking, um, I feel like it goes into the third question: the fact that if God's heart is for sustainability, multiplication, and all of those things, what are little steps that we could do? I feel like you just gave us a little step. And here's what I'm telling all of you right now: if the Holy Spirit starts to speak to your heart and moves you in a way to move into your neighborhood um, and and reach out to the people. Um, come let us know and we will help you financially do it. We have some local min, local funds for, um, you know, we take 10% of your tithe and we break it off into local, global, Israel, and, and alms. We have money in our local funds. I, the thought that I had as you were saying that is let the church pay for a block party in your neighborhood. Come tell us. We'll fund it. You'd have it. You be, you be the, the light, and if some other, some other crazy idea comes up into your head, let us know. We'll come behind you, and we'll help you with that. And, and when I say we, I'm talking about all of us, because you guys are so generous in giving, and it just it created some money where we can do that. So that'd be so awesome. So thought I had was not, uh, not piggybacking at all on that uh just the as far as uh being able to serve and to wash people's feet is like i don't know the needs of our church and so like it'd be cool to have a someplace on the website as these are needs coming up needs somebody that's going to be moving this month um, you know i enjoy helping people move so holler at me um you know things like that we've got plumbers we've got carpenters we've got mechanics in the church you know just needs that people have and if there could be awareness of that. Okay, so you guys clearly are reading ahead on my questions and just answering stuff that is coming up. 
no, you don't read. <laughs> I, I, so the fourth question that I was going to bring up was how would you like us to communicate areas of need and opportunity? Um, and so I, this, is, this is where the church um, struggles, I, to be quite honest with you. And, and DJ and Cammy and Kim and I and Marcus and Janelle, we sat for an hour talking about, okay, how do we do this? What do we do? In what ways? Donna needs help in the coffee bar. She has been saying, can we please have a, a call for service and a call for volunteers? And, and, and yet what we have seen is that when we make that call, there's not a whole lot of people that respond. We get up here during announcements and go, hey, our nursery and our kids' ministry, we have needs there um, for our greeters, or we have coffee bar, we have needs. And in 25 years of ministry, it's just not effective. It's just not. And so we actually, as a teaching team, we're like, well, let's ask our family. Why? Why is that not effective? Because we have listed needs from time to time in, in not necessarily shine, but in other places, and maybe one or two gets filled, and that's great for those things, but help us out in regards to strategically coming up with this. How can we make the needs known to you guys uh, in a way that would uh, create some kind of a stirring where you guys would want to meet those needs? Donna's got an idea for all of you. Starts at the coffee bar. I'm pretty sure it starts at the coffee bar. It does start at the coffee <laughs> bar. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think personally, you should do a video. Make a video of all the different places in the church. Just a cute little video, like we did for the coffee bar one year. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and just kind of advertise that way. The children's church. The Coffee bar, <laughs> the, you know, do some videos. So Donna, we did a video for a coffee bar. We did. And we only got a couple volunteers. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> a couple is better than none. Absolutely. But I, I've I've been in ministry for over 25 years. We've do, we've done videos, and I'm not opposed to doing videos. Matter of fact, if if you guys all say yeah, videos are very effective, I need a video person. I'm just telling you right now, we need somebody to do that. Um, I, but the, the, um, the I'm, you guys, we're inviting you right now into the back room of the office in the heart of heart discussions. I don't know if I've ever seen a church do this, but I'm coming to you and saying, it, join us in the back room discussion. Um, we are trying to seek the heart of, of God and how to make, the, make needs known um, and I love, Donna, I love your heart. And I'm not saying that the video is absolutely not effective. I just, you guys have seen it, right? I mean, push back against me if, if you think I'm wrong on this. Um, but we've just, yeah. Oh. Hi, um, Gabriel. Uh, first time. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um. First time tonight? Uh, oh, yeah. No, uh, I think just the the fact that like you're being open, and I recall a few weeks ago, like you said, it's like I need help. It's like I need help with this, so I think it's good to I guess like always keep that open because I I think people can be like intimidated or just fear it's like a being re rejected or or like anything like that yeah. uh, but I also have a, I also have a like idea uh, for the previous questions yep. um, uh, so like I used to be part of a church uh, we did community dinners. Um, mm. like it was actually called that. Okay. And um, like it all started off with the like idea, how like even a church building, like has a, s a kind of stigma 
to it. So like we would like always have our our dinner churches like at a gym or yeah. a Ugh. it's like I have a stutter so Please we love you man <laughs> we love you so like um, rec center yes so um, like it's very simple straightforward um, of course like it was open to like everybody uh, but like it was um, we basically break bread um, uh, sh um, share like a story f from the Gospels, like only uh, sh like three minutes tops. Yeah. But like while people like are breaking bread, was it uh, was it for um, was it for anybody in the community, or was yep. it just th those who had need? Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> well, like everybody, because like the yeah cool thing too because um like as we're like eating um like you'd have someone playing worship and like have a uh we called them a spiritual like artist yeah uh, so like a painter too yeah okay and um the cool thing is like it's open to, to like everybody and i've been it's like I've been thinking about this for so long. It's like, how can you do this like in Castle Rock when people are driving in BMWs and Teslas and stuff, you know? It's like have a like average of three kids. <laughs> and I came to this idea. It's like even people, it's like everyone is going through something and sometimes, like, there's people out there who feel so, uh, I'm so alone, who are parking, like, their BMW. It's, like, in their car. Mm. It's, like, they don't have anyone. So I think it's an opportunity uh, for us to connect to people, like, in our city, uh, to other k kinds of uh, uh, beliefs. Yeah. Uh, people who are experiencing like homelessness, yeah. people who are not. We, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking we could do like a dinner with a parenting class. Yeah. Or we could do a dinner with marriage class or, or just all kinds of different things on that. All right. So it, I would love to get more ideas like that. Think through these things. Obviously, we're presenting this to you tonight. And I know that many times you start to turn it around and... and you know, you w go home and you're like, oh, I could have said this or I could have, uh, write it down, shoot it an email or come see us, talk to us about that. Because um, I, I mean, I'd love to start to implement some of those things. We've been even talking as a staff as maybe, maybe we do um, a, a shortened service on a Saturday night, um, but then with the full intentions that as soon as the service is over, we're going to roll tables out and we're going to have a dinner together and we're just going to hang out and just do that kind of thing. Uh, but if we do that, we want you to invite somebody um, and we want you to bring somebody along that, that could participate and do all of those things. Um, okay, um, so we're already an hour and a half. Um, so here's, here's one thing that I think might help. Um, we have come across the thing called the care portal. I don't know if you've heard of that, um, but it actually is a way to get needs listed for not only our community, but if we sign up for this as a church, um, we can actually post needs inside of the church. And so if, Todd, like you were saying, if somebody's moving, they can post, I need people to help me move next Friday through Sunday, and it's gonna show up in all of our emails. And so you could go, um, well, I can meet that need, and you could click on it. And so it's it's not only in internal from the Shine Church perspective, but then it's also got a community piece to it where, uh, Jordan, is it a 15-mile radius? I'm going to invite you to come up and explain a little bit. Um, but in that radius, if a need comes up, and they really minister to um, single moms and foster care and adoption, those kind of things, 
Um, but then you can see some of the community needs where we could meet that as well. So it's just another way to, to wash feet. So I'll let you kind of yeah. So he touched on that real quick. Kind of what it is. The heart behind it was connecting social services with the churches because we have the heart for the communities, right? So they need people to help them. So basically they developed this platform that social workers can post the needs for foster homes if there's a bunk bed that someone needs because they have a new placement. Then they'll post it on there. Then you get an email. If you want it, you reach out. And you say, I'll pick up this bunk bed. You go to Target, you buy the bunk bed, you go to the families, and you deliver it. So it's the most easy way to find a need and then like how Dan said, for our church, we can post those needs as well. If you need a plumber, like you had mentioned, you can post it in there and then someone in our church can see that and respond to it and then just get connected. It's really, it's the most easy way to find a need. It's, it's, it's mindless. It's, yeah, it's given to you. So Brad, if you can throw this up here. If you guys want to sign up for this, just scan this with your phone right now. It'll have a form. You just sign up. You'll get an email that will um, give you our church page within Care Portal. Um, it's very much email um, oriented. So you'll get an email with every single need that is posted in the district from the social workers as well as... Working? I know. I tested it. I did it. I'm the tech guy. I did it. <laughs> He's questioned my abilities. Uh, <laughs> I'm questioning. He looked confused. Okay. So I just... um, and then, yeah, so you'll get an email confirming that you've joined us as a responder. You can go into shinechurch.life slash care. And on that page, you can post in, oh, leave the QR code up there because some people are slow on their phones like DJ. He's having a hard time over there. <laughs> um. But guys, if we together corporately come together and really dive into this, this is the easiest way for us to fulfill needs in our community. And like you guys have been saying, we want to get out into the needs of Castle Rock. And like you said, people are driving BMWs, but there's a lot of people who are below the poverty line in our neighborhood. Um, and so this is just one piece of that puzzle, helping us to really reach families. Um, and it's, it's really cool because you can... Sometimes it's more private. They they also work with um, rescuing women from sex trafficking, which Denver is kind of a hub for that, if you didn't know. Um, and so it's helping those women get into housing and kind of getting them safe. And so for their needs to get kind of up and running. Um, so really awesome. If you guys need anything in regards to this questions, or if you have any other ideas of how we want to serve the community or each other, um, throw up my contact information. Here's an email address that I want you to email me all your ideas. This is my phone number. This will go straight to me. You can text me or call me if you want to talk through how we can serve our community better, if there's ideas of how we can do church better um, in serving each other. This is important, and you guys have said it. Like We, we want to know how to do this better. Um, let me know, and we can work together. And yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. Thanks, give guys. Jordan a hand. Thanks, Jordan. Um, yes, Janelle. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I just I feel like the Lord wants you all to hear this really clearly. So when we started the church in 2018, the Lord showed me a picture of just people who all of our hands were covered in dirt. And progressed to 2019, 2020, the Lord has shown me every year like an increasing level where we're, we're kind of like sticking now, we're elbows into mud, right? Um, and the Lord is so pleased and so proud of your willingness. I look around this room and I think of people who have served in worship, people who have served as greeters, people who have brought meals, people who have literally helped each other paint room after room after room. And who have been so thoughtful in the biggest of life's tragedies and triumphs for one another. And I just think that it's so cool because this is an invitation where the Lord is saying, hey, it's time to jump in. Like we can roll around in the mud at this point because we're not afraid of getting into the dirt of the, in the lives of the people around us, right? Like there may be a need that would be unappealing 
just because it's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to like go all the way into this. God is calling us in and he's so pleased with your willingness to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, we remodeled a house last year and countless numbers of people showed up to help us. And literally our neighbors came over and were like, who are all the people? Like, are, did you hire them? Where, where are these people coming from? But it's true community and it's true love for one another. And um, in 1 Samuel, so, so simple. Sorry, I had it pulled up and then Jordan totally distracted me with Care Portal. Um, okay, so simple. 1 Samuel 12, 24. Be sure to fear the Lord and to serve him faithfully with all of your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. Would we consider the great things that he has done for us? And would that be the motivation that propels us forward? So I just feel like God's really, really proud of all of you. Amen. Thanks, Janelle. Um, I have a scripture I want to close with, um, but I just want to ask real quick. Um, I don't want anybody to leave feeling like we, again, devalue what you've already done or what you're doing. Um, or if there's anything that created any kind of a unrest in you, um, please come talk to me if there is, okay? If there's anything that you're like, well, I didn't enjoy what we were talking about or, or any element or aspect of that, would you please come talk to me or, or DJ or Janelle or uh, any one of our staff and, and let us know that. I think one of the things that the body of Christ has not done well is given an open door and arena for um, when we've made mistakes or we've communicated something in a way that that we didn't think we communicated. My wife is telling me all the time, um, do you know what you said when you said that? And I'm like, I did? She's like, yeah, I kind of came across this way. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, God, please let them forget what I just said in that. I, I, I Don't ever walk away, um, you know, with, a, with an irritation or agitation by something we said without asking us and letting us know. Because sometimes, sometimes we say things that, that don't come across right. Am I communicating that well? I, if that makes sense. All right, 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. We'll finish with this. The end of all things is near. Um, anybody agree with that? <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems to be getting closer and closer for sure. Um, Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may be pray, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of, that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Church, this is all about giving God glory. This is what it's all about. Um, and I understand that from time to time people benefit from different services and that kind of thing, but this is all about giving God glory in what he has done for us and the fact that he would wash our feet um, now let's let's come together as a body and let's do this well. Um, and as the Holy Spirit gives you inspiration and ideas about this topic and, and empowering one another to serve, let us know. Please give us your thoughts. Give us your ideas because I believe we are going to be greater collectively with all of your thoughts and ideas than we would if you just leave it up to um, the, the small amount of staff and volunteers that we have that may be talking about that. Join us in the back room of church discussions in regards to how to do this effective and, and um, help us, help us with this. We're asking for your help. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Jesus' example of washing uh, the disciples' feet and Lord, help us to not be um, distant from the story, but help us to put ourselves right in there and realize that when Jesus said, go and do this to one another, you are speaking directly to us. 
and you've put that in the word so that we would see that. And so, Lord, I pray individually um, that we would hear your call and hear your heart. Um, and as Neil shared, Lord, may we all realize that Shine Church is not this building and it's uh, not certain people. It's all of us that make up this fellowship and this community. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to not do this alone, but that each one of us would, as Janelle said, put our hands in the dirt, that we would get involved in this, that we would jump in, um, and, Lord, that we would just listen to your heart. And so, Lord, for those that are serving, um, if you want to call them into something deeper, I pray that you would, or if you just want to encourage them, do that, Lord. For those that maybe need to be challenged to jump in, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit, your sweet conviction, may no one leave this room feeling guilty or condemned or feeling like um, they have to do something because uh, of anything a man or a woman said. But Lord, if your sweet conviction grabs our hearts and our minds, may we be obedient to what you speak to us. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for what you're doing. Um, and, Lord, I pray that you would um, just help us all grow and mature in this particular area of our lives. And, Lord, we thank you for that in your name. Amen. Amen.